Mommy! Hey mamas, welcome back to another episode of the Working Mama podcast. I am your host, Jen Messer, a full-time working mama with over a decade of experience in the staffing industry and a burning desire to help mamas up-level in their careers without feeling the burnout or missing out. In today's episode, I want to dive into how to take and actually use your PTO. So if you're anything like me, you might have a hard time actually disconnecting or shutting off work completely, especially if you are still working from home and have the severely blurred lines of sometimes not knowing where work ends and life begins. With schools about to wrap up and summertime right around the corner, I thought this would be a very relevant topic because I know many of us are going to be thinking about taking vacations and spending some much-needed time with our little kiddos. So today, I really want to dive into strategies to help you fully disconnect from work and hopefully relieve some of the anxiety that you feel about taking time off. Plus, I really want to share with you guys uh, some of the creative ways that I've actually been using my PTO the past couple of years that's really helped me become a more refreshed and energized and honestly less high-strung mama. (laughs) In full transparency, uh, before becoming a mom, I was definitely the employee who never used my vacation days. I was all work, no play. And then after becoming a mom, I quickly realized how overwhelmed, stressed, and ridden with anxiety I was all of the time because of my never-ending to-do list for myself and my family and also just wanting to enjoy life. (laughs) So after he was born, after my son Ryder was born, if I was taking time off, it was usually because he was homesick or we had a doctor's appointment, or there was a family emergency. It was honestly so bad my first year, which was also during the pandemic, mind you, um, the beginning of the pandemic, that our office admin would actually send me notifications when my PTO quote-unquote bank was so high that I might not have enough time to use it before the end of the year because only one week would roll over each year. And so she was kind enough to keep those of us who are workaholics, uh, you know, in check about like, hey, take your PTO. And that was a great reminder. And, you know, my mindset was honestly very off about taking time off. And if you think about it, it's it was a really bad mindset to have because like, your PTO is part of your compensation package. You've earned it. But for me, it was always so hard to take because of the guilt that I would feel around taking it. So I would think, you know, what if a client needs me or there's a fire I need to put out? What if things aren't getting done right if I'm not there? Or, you know, I'm just so busy right now, I'll take time off next month. And the next month would roll around and then I wouldn't take it. (laughs) Or I would have this awful thought in the back of my mind that if I used too much PTO too early and then something terrible happens, then I won't have enough and I'll have to take unpaid days off work. 
which is silly, especially since I work in a commission position because I'm still going to make commission anyways. But still, like, it's still that, like, guilt fear of not having something and a scarcity mindset that I've definitely been trying to work on. But I know that these thoughts and these excuses did me absolutely no good. And I actually remember when I was pregnant, my boss at the time said something to me that really made a lot of sense. And it stuck with me. And what she said was, Jen, we work in staffing. The world is not going to end and no one is going to die if I'm not there. We aren't conducting brain surgery and lives are not dependent on us. If something is really that earth shattering or important, one of us here can help take care of it for you. But the likelihood of that happening is slim to none. So just take your time off and go enjoy it. And to be perfectly honest with you, that message, that conversation, what she said to me has really stuck with me since, you know, it's been almost probably over four years now. can't believe I was pregnant that long ago. Um, But it was the first time in my career that someone said something to me like that that empowered me to take time off and made me feel like it was okay. I had honestly forgotten that for a period of time, but have been actively working on it the past couple of years to get back to that perspective, to having that mentality around taking that time off. And I know it can be hard sometimes though because, you know, especially for me, I work in a very high stress, high hustle environment. But I go back to these words, especially when I'm feeling the burnout or the guilt of not being a present mom and realizing like, hey, maybe it's time to do something about that. Maybe it's time to take some more time off. (laughs) So in my opinion, what my boss said to me was a pretty badass leadership move. Like when your boss can break it down for you that plainly and make you feel like one, it's okay to take the time off and two, the world is not going to end without me, something changes and it makes it easier to step away, whether it's for a day, two days, or longer. And to be perfectly honest, I have been guilty of making some PTO pitfalls even when taking time off where I will check my emails or take calls from my clients. So even though I wasn't technically working, you know, quote unquote working, by checking emails or taking those calls, I am actually in fact working. So I've also been working on implementing some what I like to call PTO boundaries to help avoid some of these pitfalls. And that's really some of the information that I want to share with you guys today. For these PTO boundaries, we'll start off first with having out-of-office points of contact. So what I recommend is having one or two people that are going to handle certain things when you are out of the office and then create a list of any pending items that either need to be addressed while you're out or things that might come up while you're out. So kind of thinking ahead and forecasting, planning for a worst-case scenario. And then also what you need to pick up on or follow up on when you return email it to that person or those two people and schedule 15 minutes with them to review all of the pending action items so they know exactly what the expectations are and where things need to stand. 
And the beautiful thing about doing that is when you come back, you can recap where everything stands that you had on that list. And then essentially you have a checklist of everything that you need to follow up on and get back, get done so you can get back up and running faster. Because let's face it, we all know we're probably going to come back to 500 emails that we're going to have to sift through by taking a day or two off (laughs) or longer. My next tip is to set your out of office and leave your point of contacts in Vue, not yours. So when I say not yours, I mean do not put your cell phone number in there or say in case of emergencies, you can call me or say I will be checking emails periodically unless you actually plan on logging on and doing real work. State that you will return all calls and emails upon your return on X date. I cannot stress the importance of this enough. Set this boundary for yourself. It helps empower you to not check your email or not feel like you have to log in or take calls because you've set that boundary and that expectation with people who are reaching out to you directly. And it will honestly probably help empower others to do the same that may be struggling with taking PTO themselves. I know when I see out-of-office emails like this, I'm like, oh, yeah, hell yeah, girl. You take that PTO. You you talk to me when you get back on Monday. Like, I'm not going to bug you. It can wait. So that's how I feel about the out-of-office message. Now, in addition to that, the next thing I recommend is to make sure you're turning notifications off on the email app on your phone or whatever sort of uh, communication app that you have for your teams internally, whether it's Microsoft Teams or Slack or something else. Um, I've even gone as far as to deleting my app when I'm taking PTO, or maybe I'm just working from home and I'm like, I really don't need to check my email at a different time. But I can't tell you how freeing it is to not feel that buzz, that connection, that notification, because that is going to draw your attention away from whatever it is that you're doing. And if you're trying to enjoy time with your family or take a day with yourself, you need that disconnection time. With the notifications, I honestly haven't had those set up on my email on my phone in years, and I can't tell you how big of a relief that is. So it allows me to not get distracted whether or not I'm on PTO and just allows me to enjoy that private time. So make sure you're turning those notifications off. And then next thing is a rule of thumb, and you're probably going to have to practice some restraint for this, especially if um, people call you personally for a lot of things or you deal with a lot of clients, but do not answer work calls. Like if you feel obligated, you can send a generic text back to them after declining the call and not answering it and just say politely, I'm on vacation or I'm out of town and I'll give you a ring on Monday. Keep it plain, keep it simple, no room for interpretation. And if it's something urgent, they can always respond back and you can point them into the right direction of your out-of-office contact or they can probably send you an email and get that information themselves. So again, Let's empower our clients, our coworkers, our peers to really do things for themselves and to follow the expectations and boundaries of people taking time off. (laughs) And then lastly, I would say make sure you're enjoying that PTO. Like adopt the mentality that the world won't end so you can enjoy yourself and be there for your family or for yourself 
and disconnect and come back recharged and energized. Now, here's the thing with PTO. Depending on how much you have, it can either feel like you don't have enough or you have too much. Or in some cases, with the new flexible PTO policies that a lot of companies have, it can just be downright confusing. But I've implemented also some PTO standards for myself, and I've spent the last couple of years trying to stick to them. So these are just some strategies that I've utilized in order to kind of baby step it up and like make sure that I am prepared if I want to take that big vacation, but also making sure that I'm using it throughout the year in ways that are going to be constructive to me personally, my my mental, physical, emotional health, and also for my family's mental, physical, and emotional health. So first things first, I've started taking one day or a half day per month as a quote-unquote me day. So I drop Ryder off at school and I go do whatever the heck I want. So that could mean I'm getting lost in the vortex that is Target for like three hours because I'm kid-free or I could be getting caught up on my own personal doctor's appointments. I could be taking out time to clean out the playrooms and closets and schedule Salvation Army for a donation pickup and feel very freeing that I don't have so much clutter in my house. I could go get my hair done or my nails done, go get that massage that I've been like dying to get, um, just do a workout without feeling rushed. Or I even remember one time I called my sister and she was off work the same day and I'm like, hey, well, I got to run to Pottery Barn. And she's like, oh, that's down the street from me. And then we met up for lunch and we had wine at like three o'clock in the afternoon on a Thursday. It was absolutely fabulous. So (laughs) when I started finally taking one day off just to do the things that I want to do that I don't always have time to do when trying to juggle work and mom life, it just made me feel better. So, and I like taking those days off, not necessarily on like a Friday or Monday, but like a random day in the middle of the week. You know, that way I've got the beginning of my week and the end of the week to get things done. But taking a day off on like a Wednesday or Thursday is actually beautiful because places are not busy and you don't feel like you have to get into like the entertaining mode of the weekend. So just take a, take a day, take a half day and Honestly, I can guarantee you it's going to like help you reduce your anxiety levels and just improve your overall happiness. I highly recommend it. Now, the second way that I like to take PTO is scheduling a few long weekends throughout the year where I'll take off like a Friday or maybe even a Thursday and Friday and just schedule a little like staycation or a short trip or something like that. So because we live in Florida, you know, we've got the beach that's 45 minutes away. So we'll plan a beach weekend or my aunt has a house up on this river that is absolutely gorgeous and where I want to end up one day. Um, so we'll just go up there and visit family and hang out and relax on the river for a weekend. Um, you know, we just do whatever we want as a family. And what I like about that is we can go spend, you know, a night or two somewhere and then come back and then have Sunday to kind of regather, recoup, get the laundry done, and then get back to the work week without a stressful, you know, day ahead. So That's what I recommend in regards to the long weekends. You know, take off a Friday, take off a Monday, 
take off a Thursday and a Friday, but schedule a few of those throughout the year for you because you need it. And if you can tack them on to a three-day weekend, like we do have one coming up here for Memorial Day weekend, uh, we have Monday off, so I'm going to be taking Friday off as well. And it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be a four-day weekend. And then one thing I also like to do is plan one or two larger vacations for my family throughout the year that allows for time for us to really fully disconnect from work and just reconnect with not only myself, but my family. And I find that these trips are extremely rejuvenating. And those are the ones where I do come back feeling like, okay, I'm pumped to work. I'm pumped to get stuff done. And you just have a little bit more pep in your step. And there's something about longer trips that for me, honestly, makes it easier in some senses to to step fully away from the hustle. Because usually by day three, I recognize that nobody's calling me. Nobody's blowing up my phone. The world has not ended and I can just continue to enjoy myself. (laughs) So there you guys have it. Um, Those are a few of my strategies for, you know, setting boundaries and having kind of standards and strategies around how to take your PTO. So if you're a PTO hoarder on the verge of burnout, I highly recommend that you implement some of these strategies ASAP. (laughs) Go into your PTO with a plan, baby step it up with a me day, work up to a longer weekend, and then go full out. I promise you your mental health and your sanity will thank you and I can guarantee you will feel way more connection not only to your family but also yourself and your job when you return. So that's all for today, mamas. I really hope that you found this valuable and helpful. And honestly, I would love to hear about you and your PTO experiences. How are you setting boundaries when you're taking time off work? And do you do a sort of me day? So drop me a note on LinkedIn or Instagram. I'll link that up in the show notes below. And I can't wait to hear all about it. So make it a great day, mamas. I'll talk to you next week.